0: Welcome to Fundamental Fridays, where we provide you practical tips and tricks for working on and in your business. My name is Devin. My name is Thor, and today we're talking about how
1: AI is becoming increasingly important in the workplace.
0: It is, but before we get into the value of AI, it's a weekly update, yes. right? So where are we sitting? How are we feeling?
1: Feeling good. I think we've gone through a ton <laughs> of different iterations and lots of growth changes evolving. Definitely through the different events that we're going to and just for ourselves and finding organization since I've gone full, full-time.
0: full Yeah, I'd say since you're going full-time has helped a lot, really hone in the vision, hone in our offerings. And I actually would say it's less about honing in the offering more about how we explain it and articulate it to potential clients is really what we've improved on.
1: Yeah, that's been an area not of problem or concern, but just one of those... How do we deliver the, our message so that people understand what we actually do? Because as we go to every single event, it's, hey, my name is, I do this, what do you do? Oh, it's, how do you pronounce it? Meraki, perfect. Marakai, um, just for everyone out there listening, just as a heads up.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's been nice. and That's one thing to remember when you're creating your business and you're describing it to yourself and your partner. It's going to make complete sense to both of you out of the gate or just yourself if you're alone in a room and don't have anyone you're working with. Likely isn't gonna make sense to everyone else out there at first. So take time, continue to chisel down, don't take it personally. We are five months in, and I would say now we have an absolute concrete deliverable on how we explain it. And part of what drove that is we are starting to build out some infographics and pitch decks as we go meet with clients. Those are things again we can cover down the road, definitely hit us up if it's something you wanna hear about sooner than later. But when you have to go put some something on paper that's going to last for like, you know, three years, forces you to hone in a little bit. So a tip to the wise, if you're a procrastinator, just make something, set a date, you know, three weeks down the road that you have to meet with someone to do something important. And then if you don't, as we say, you look like a schmuck. And so you'll probably get it done in time. So
1: Devin's favorite word. And it's one of those things, too, as any young entrepreneur or startup, you're spending your hard-earned money on it. So it's one of those moments of take some time on it. Let it, like literally treat it like an art project, right? You start something, you, you hate it, set it down for a little bit, come back to it in a couple days, revise, stare at it a little bit more, share it with your friends, family, whoever is close to you, whoever's supporting you, and go from there and then really commit to spending money on what we're about to once you've got it honed in. I think that's the biggest part of that.
0: And the best way to hone it in is a whiteboard. Nothing. Nothing gets me going like a whiteboard session. Just if I could have a whole wall, floor, ceilings, everything that I could draw on and then pay someone to come wipe it all off because that would take forever to just clean. Doesn't the make micro. you sound like
1: a crazy person no. either. He's just <laughs> sitting there and just literally the walls are all covered and he looks like Charlie Day.
0: <laughs> I mean, think about it. We the reason I brought it up is Thor and I had a two, almost three hour whiteboard session Monday, I think. I think it was Monday.
1: Pretty sure it was Pretty Monday. sure it was Monday. week's flown by.
0: We literally had to clean off the board probably like twelve times. So if I could have just kept going with the new iteration, new iteration, new iteration look at the old one, it'd been great. But go to a whiteboard, no idea is a bad idea, draw it on there, spit back and forth, butt heads, argue about it, you know, discuss whose shirt looks better. What I don't know, whatever you got to debate to be willingly debate and get it going. So that's that. Now on to AI. Today's big topic. Wait, what is AI? What even like? just,
1: Artificial intelligence. Okay, just
0: checking. I don't know. So for
1: anyone who's unfamiliar, the easiest way to, I would say, become familiar with AI and what it what the capabilities are would be going to G, GPT chat. It's that's the best example how it differs from, I guess, algorithms, because I'm sure we all are familiar with that. If anyone's out there, I'm sure you're using TikTok and other things and literally you search one video for watches and now suddenly your entire feed is all watches. That is algorithms, those are substantially simpler than AI because AI is trying to mimic human emotions and
0: problem solving and
1: and intellect, yeah. (laughs) And And that's when you can get into a couple different variables and be able to really push it, if that makes sense, or manipulate it and keep trying to hammer down one idea or get it, yeah, to a place where you're comfortable with it if you're trying to create uh, an e- email script or anything along those lines that is writing or blog posts.
0: Yeah, and if you don't want to go to chat, just uh, hop on your local TikTok or TalkTik and, uh, you know, search <laughs> what is AI. I'm sure it'll come up and has tells you how to clean poo out of carpet and, you know, how to make money, you know, sewing popcorn together. So <laughs> sure it can tell you more about AI. Without a doubt, I, I poke fun at it because I don't talk tick all the time, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just so, so confusing to anyone out there. It's just TikTok. Um, but it, it, is, it is a good tool. Um, I mean, anywhere on the internet, you, YouTube, school. I mean, literally, go hit it up. Watch some videos. It really sets you up for success on that end. But how it's slowly starting to impact um, the workplace, I'm sure we've all seen the news. The news always loves to be positive about things. And... It's not taking your job. Don't worry about it. Again, playing with chat, you're gonna understand, hey, this is, I mean, it's getting there. I, I guess my biggest thing is I'm just curious how long it's gonna take to start getting to a point where it's more self-sufficient. But I, I I think we're far off from that. Devin, what's your hot take on that?
0: Hot take on that. First of all, if we go back, I wanna say oh, five to 10 years, we'll just, we'll just give me a kind of nice wide window because I can't pin it down. A lot of people are like, AI one day, all the you know manu- manufacturing jobs and entry-level jobs and blue-collar jobs. It's going to take all of it. It's going to replace all of you. So everyone started freaking out about it. And AI over the time, they're like, it, it's not replacing any of those jobs. It's coming for all you white-collar folk like me. So <laughs> first of all, realize AI is does not have the ability. It's actually a lot more challenging for it to replace a... Uh, someone in warehousing space might be easy but someone who is building out the entire warehouse space might be more complicated i mean look at uh, automated cars right self-driving cars are very challenging there's so many algorithms taken into consideration when it's going down the road that's the same thing for cutting hair and plumbers i mean to really, literally create a robot that knows the exact amount of pressure to place on certain things as it's picking it up and setting it down and tightening it and looking behind walls a lot easier for a human to just keep doing that and have that robot or AI figure out how do I just scrub through this uh, you know, spreadsheet a lot faster and give you recommendations on it. So what I think is interesting about AI is it's absolutely coming for jobs within some, some level. It's going to create new jobs. We always talk about automation, industrial revolution, internet. It took jobs, or replaced jobs. I think you would be a fool if you think that it's not going to impact you at some level where you're going to have to either level up in your education or you're going to have to transfer over to a different industry. So when you talk about that leveling up, it's really about ChatGPT GPT is a good example, or if we talk about other tools that like RPA, Robotic Process Automation. Sure, Robotic Process Automation automated a lot of factory work, but now you need people who can work on those machines and people who can supervise those machines as they run. So there's still jobs there.
1: And on that exact note, it's one of those moments too where in our minds it's a new exciting thing maybe you're just hearing about it and also it sounds scary and i can imagine if you went way back to what 1920s or i mean our grand our great grandparents and you you explained your current lifestyle to them and you're like yep i sit in front of a screen all day every, every day i talk to someone in new york city zoom meetings all that stuff if you're explaining your current lifestyle to them they'd say you're insane you're a horrible person how are you doing that they'd just be losing their minds and it's one of those moments for us, it really, the reality is it takes longer for all of this to really come to fruition. And being humans, we are adamant about staying with everything and pushing through and evolving with it. So it may, we, we may lose certain jobs to what Devin is getting at, but we're gonna be creating just as many in other segments. And that's how we continue to evolve. I mean, look at cell phones and computers, same sort of thing. And really we can go down a rabbit hole later of the regular web two and web three. And on that end, I feel like I'm about 100 years old, not knowing anything on Web3 hardly.
0: It's everything. Oh, come on. Goodness.
1: Hey, I hey, love Web3. Oh, you use it all the time, right?
0: Well, we'll have to talk about Web3 sometime. We'll get Gabe on here. He'll teach us a thing or two.
1: He's just nodding. Yep, he's like...
0: We're good. Coin that. That's, gonna be one of the, that's the first episode he's going to come on at. We'll be Web3. Web3? Okay. Yeah. We just got to get on his calendar. He's a busy man.
1: That or crypto?
0: Yeah, same, same thing third I, verse. Well, I mean... Well, crypto's really Gabe, well, blockchain. Blockchain's Web3.
1: Gabe, you need to pitch your crypto podcast to all of our listeners so that they can
0: get on board with with that stuff, too. And that ties yeah right into Web3. Um,
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think. What else?
0: So when you think about it, so we're talking about it's not going to replace jobs, but it's going to create jobs. So that means how right now is AI driving innovation and competitiveness in the business space?
1: I think it's just going to be. It, I, I, I would call it the fact that it literally is able to just take so much information or if you're feeding it numbers and all sorts of yeah, Im, Im, information in the most generic sense. And it can literally scrub through that and see things that we just don't. And that's something where I see that being a huge leg up and yeah. how that's going to start to change. Again, it's the white collar and end of things. You, know, you think about an Excel spreadsheet, throw that at chat. And it goes from there, yeah. and and the other thing too, and and and, and you, I'll tee this up for you, but literally just the raw cost, because isn't chat? I think chat is three hundred thousand
0: a month, or something. Oh, it's way lines? higher than that. It's it's some stupid three,
1: three Yeah, I'm trying to think. I thought I had notes on that. And it's like per day. For no, three three million a month.
0: Yeah, three million
1: it. a month. So that's where we get into a weird and and kind of to what I was saying earlier of like slowing things down. It seems like this great tool seems insanely it's going to take over everything but for any smaller business who could potentially benefit from it, and probably will at some point once it becomes more readily available but most businesses don't have 3 million dollars a month to devote to a chatbot
0: yeah <laughs> I, I would argue on the flip side like when we look at innovation i don't think chat gpt i don't think any Major AIs right now are are massive innovations from the standpoint. A lot of them have been around for a while. Jasper's been around, Mm -hmm. Zapper's been around, Salesforce has been around. You know, HubSpot's been around since dinosaur era for any of that world. And all those are some form of AI that has had you know micro improvements over a period of time, which has gotten us to where we are today. And you'll hear people like innovation AI, new Google. No, no doubt it's going to replace Google. It's like, hey, timeout. I'm not a big fan of the guy, but as Bill Gates always says, you know, we, we overestimate what technology is going to do in two years and underestimate what it's going to do in 10, right? And he's mm-hmm. always like, you know, so what's actually going to happen? Well, that's where we're here to break down it is. What do you what can you actually expect in the space? Right now, AI is a phenomenal tool in your tool belt to make you more efficient at your time. So whether you're writing a blog, you're analyzing an Excel spreadsheet, you're putting in a LinkedIn, LinkedIn post, you're analyzing your SEO, you're looking at how well your content engagement is with your customers. You're trying to figure out how do I organize the the other day to test out, put it in, hey, make my day more efficient, right? And it went through and gave a bunch of recommendations. So it's going to be a tool to that's leverage gonna, your time, to leverage Wait, your time. Sorry, I
1: just had to jump I'm like leverage. It's leveraging your time. And that's really, I mean, it's where it's starting out. And that's, I mean, That's, I think, what every one of us can benefit from. Because, again, we're sitting there going over our schedule, trying to balance everything out. And we're like, I don't, what are we going to do? This is crazy. And there's two of us. And it's like, how? And AI helped us on that end. But really, it's just trying to figure out where can you automate some of the, the, the more boring or tedious tasks that just take more time. Like social posts, right? Yep. Writing, any of that stuff huge leg up and really an easy way and there's so many different tools i know Taplio is something that we're actually considering for our business and and busting that out because that seems like something that will help buy back some of our time and enable us to focus on other areas too
0: and i would say we talk about buyback buying buyback buy Buy buying back back
1: (laughs) buying back your time yes am i speaking english is it real words (laughs) i'm making things up (laughs)
0: So Taplo, love the concept of it. <laughs> Except when you look at AI, Thor, my biggest frustration right now is it's making everything inauthentic and it just drives me through the roof. right? So you have Mailshake, Woodpecker, um, Salesforce, and Upleads and a ton of other solutions right now that you go, hey, I want to find, these are my, this is my ideal client profiles. So I target, pull me 50 names, start an email chain where I'm going to send Thor, hey, welcome to Marikai. This is what we do. If you're interested, click on this link. Here's a video. If he doesn't respond, in three days it sends this. If he does respond, then send this. If he clicks on this link, then send this. And it has all these steps. You can pre-program all the way to the point where you don't even have to like talk to the customer ever unless they click on your Calendly and schedule an appointment with you. <laughs> Which is
1: another AI tool. <laughs> yeah, it's another AI tool <laughs> So that easy to automatically that. schedules you. Mm-hmm.
0: And so my frustration from... I don't know if ethics is right, because ethics is important. We've seen, if we step back for a minute, we've seen problems with people saying ChatGPT is copying people, and I think Dolly and art is pulling art from artists. So 100% on board from that standpoint. I hope governance gets around and starts controlling that, because in the artist realm, who wants to develop a beautiful painting or even electronic art just to have it taken by a chatbot? Same with blogs and articles. So yeah, we're not going to go down that path. It's not well, our route. And,
1: and, that, and that shows... How it's going to be slowed down? It seems like it's just a <laughs> runoff train, but it's really it's one of those moments where, yeah, the, the regulation and trying to figure out how it integrates in day-to-day life is that's yeah. that's going to be the slow slowdown on that end. Because yeah, it can't it can't do ev- everything, and then on that same argument of being authentic, ethics, all of that, there's a huge debate on how do I how do I explain that? Um, huge debate on misinformation and what it's actually giving out to you because chat will make it sound amazing there is no joke about that but if it's actually factual accurate factually accurate yeah and that's and that's something that's super tough and and for for the most people brutal for for most people i think it's gonna come as as a challenge because the information is gonna get thrown right in their face and it's gonna sound amazing and it's gonna be really easy to go and wanna use that and not think twice if it's actually accurate.
0: Right, and that's where I would say, not only checking if it's accurate, but you can have all the best AI tools on the planet, but if you don't have a strategy on how to use them and your own thought into it, it's gonna come across very generic and the tools actually won't benefit you in the end, it's just going to actually emphasize your weaknesses. So a lot of people are like, hey, I'm going to implement this automatic email chain, this automatic social posting, and this automatic data scrubbing. Well, if you don't have the proper ideal client profile, your email chain is now pointless. If you don't know how to actually think about producing unique content, even having a chatbot help you is now pointless. And I just completely forgot what the last one I recommended was, but if you... uh, I'm sorry, you're all on your own. But yeah, and so... It's
1: out there. It's going to come back to you. <laughs> it's okay. I have faith.
0: If you don't develop proper content around it, it's not going to go anywhere. And that's where we get frustrated with like Tapleo. I like the idea of it because right now I typically sit down on Sunday nights. I produce all my social media content. So I write about three blogs a week, three social media posts a week. And then I like to go through and comment on people's stuff myself. Well, Tapio is really great because one, I can schedule all my content going out, which is nice. I'm not coming home at 930 at night, want to see my wife. And instead, I'm like, hey, I have to hop on social media and post this. A lot of you are like that's been around forever. Haven't you ever heard of Hootsuite? Yeah, I know. It was back in 2012 that existed. I get it. <laughs> but on top, of it, it helps me find articles that are relevant to what I want to learn about. It's not. It's almost like a news source, but then it also helps me. I can say, hey, pull up all my first connections and what they said today. And I can go find them because we all know when you scroll through feeds, they normally show you more ads than anything. AI, well, or yeah, algorithms, yeah. excuse yes. me,
1: not AI, algorithms. Which algorithms,
0: is machine learning, just at
1: its best. Just feeding you.
0: Well, what I'm frustrated with is Tableau and I will actually comment on it for you. And that to me is like, do you even care? Because you can tell, you start looking at it and you don't even have to think, you just go create a comment for me. And so that's where I get a little frustrated. You'll see a lot of people produce a lot of content. I'll compliment on their content. I'll never hear back. Please, if someone takes the time to like a post or comment on, I don't care if it's Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, any of them out there, engage with them. I get if you have an insane amount of followers and it's like 50,000 people, you're not going to, but you can engage with 100. You can put the effort in. And so authenticity is what's going to separate people over the next five years, is those who use the AI tools to streamline the mundane, but not streamline the authenticity and uniqueness of what they are.
1: Well, they're just going to lose their sense of self. Yeah. And that's something I think that's been up for debate as this all grows and evolves, too, because that's one of those moments where it's easy. And that's kind of the the the, the entire lifestyle of instant gratification, too, yeah. right? That tags along with that side by side. And it's like, yeah. to those that want to be lazy with it, that's what's it's what's going to happen and then it's going to be trying to decipher for yourself of like wait this person i don't know or you're going to end up for us right (laughs) or anyone who's starting their own business you're posting all this stuff right so you're creating a person that people recognize May and may be following you go to events you go to meet people you go to drum up business and build relationships and you meet people and then they are listening to you talk or and meeting you? It doesn't you sound I, like you. <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Wait, <laughs> who's this? <laughs> who, 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 am I meeting? Like, what's going on here?" And then that, that's, wow, you're dry,
0: but your posts are funny. Like, you
1: know, when, right? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, no. So that's that's going to be another big challenge. But again, just an easy way to decipher back to like our earlier podcast on meeting people and and net, networking. It, you're going to get in front of people, and then you're going to have to show them who who you really are. Yeah. So.
0: Like a side note, if I ever, if you're ever on LinkedIn, you have a comment for me. I mean, Thor's seen it. I spend easily an hour a day just to do 10 comments. If you're like, wow, you're really slow. Well, no, because I'm looking for something I actually want to comment on that I'm genuinely interested in. And then I want to think about and go, okay, Thor posted this. What's Thor thinking about? What's he going through? What's actually a good piece of thought or ad I can put into it and additional information. And so just be genuine for just please. And if you're not then go be, you know what it is? This is what AI is. <laughs> oh, here we go, here we go. This Devin's is like on a the OxyClean Ox. commercials, okay? You know when you're oh, sitting up no. at night and that guy comes on and he just goes on rants about how great something is, and you're just like, can you just stop talking? It's just the same thing over and over. And even if someone joined the conversation, it's so pre-scripted, you could tell. Well, you all sound like late night infomercials when you use AI. <laughs> to comment on people's things. And then I meet you at a social networking event and you don't even remember who I am. So great news. If you're going to put the time in, stop being an infomercial, especially those that, that are 1 a.m. in the morning. So I'm, you know, sitting on my beanbag eating some cheetahs, you know, <laughs> and have Such some a bad joke. Actually, yeah, that was totally inside joke. You won't understand it all. That's okay. Have some actual personality and time into it. So that's my rant. You knew it was coming.
1: Yeah, it wasn't far off. But it's one of those things. So, uh, Devin, you've been researching or you had re- researched AI. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I would say on that end, his opinion is going to be accurate. Obviously, there's some some own personality stuff in there. But for, for the most part, I think you've nailed it. It's spot on. Yeah. And it's really, yeah, it's just trying to see, I mean, overcoming what challenges of integrating it um, into existing business processes. And that's kind of what we've been touching on. And trying to sort out on that end where where it fits. And that's kind of what we've been doing. And I don't know. It's gonna be an, an interesting moment just to see as I mean with Bill Bill Gates and see what he's doing on that end too, right? Yeah. Because he's pouring what, ten billion? Ten billion into ten yeah. billion into it, which I mean at what
0: some change for game,
1: but you know. What, three 300 million? three hundred million? Three 3 million a month. How 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 many months is he gonna last <laughs> paying the bill? But I'm I'm curious to see what that is gonna evolve in into. I That's think you hit sure. the
0: head on challenges, though, and what I because we talk about transparency, right? Yeah, absolutely. We originally bought Jasper for 600 bucks, right, for the year. I'm not saying it's not a great AI tool, but the mistake Thor and I made, I'm not, I'm not even going to put you in there because I bought it. The mistake I made, <laughs> did a bunch of research on AI to figure out how to streamline some things because when you're doing the amount of workload Thor and I are, obviously some AI tools would be very helpful. It was rated number one, okay? Mm-hmm. watched their YouTube videos. I was like, yep, this is exactly what we need. And then just bought it. Ended up finding out real quickly that it was designed more for 100% creative space. So yes, I create content through blogs and LinkedIn, but I already have very formulated short form ideas that I want to talk about. I'm not producing three to four or five pieces a day. I'm not trying to diversify it over an entire portfolio. So I found out, hey, this isn't for us. Shout out to Jasper. After going back and forth a little bit, they did refund us completely, which was very kind of them. But realize a lot of these AI tools, you actually won't need at all at first. Thor and I at first have had a list of... I think
1: 30, 30 a little over 30. 30 30 We're at
0: 45. 45 (laughs) sales tools Mm -hmm. and automation tools. We've been going through them and a lot of them are really, really good and we've categorized, hey, we can, this customer, if we have this type of customer, they could use it. But realize a lot of them you don't need at first when you're starting a business to the point where actually one of our offerings to our clients when we first come in, is we go, hey, we'll just do a whiteboard session and we will duct tape, post a note, and you know, uh, rubber you know rubber ducky and stamp it on the end there, <laughs> write a formula for you. And people are like, what did you just say? And I don't know what I said either fully, other than when you're starting off, pick one tool, one tool you really think is going to help you. So look at, are you doing a lot of creative? Then look at that space. If you're doing a lot of recording, then look at that space of automation. Just pick one, spend time researching others, but just pick one tool that's going to help you because you can still get into a business that's doing one, three, five, seven million a year in revenue without any automation to get there. It's just going to help you have less stress and timely hours inside of it. So don't be afraid when you're integrating, don't do it all at once, that's a mistake No, we made.
1: do not try and tackle that. Yeah, that is, there's so much out there. And then on the flip side of that, just the raw cost. Like some of this, it just, it starts adding up to anyone and I would imagine almost everyone out there, but for subscriptions, it's that same kind of rabbit hole of like, okay, well, I've got this one and it's only maybe $20 a month and another one's 40 And like that starts adding up. And when, and when you're a startup or you're starting a business, stay away from that stuff. You're going to literally drown yourself by just purchasing way too many things and you may not get as fortunate to get any kind of re- refunds like yeah. we did. And it's just a waste of money and time. And then you're not focused on what you're actually trying to chase down. So easy on that end to try and avoid or just as a heads up from someone yeah from two of us who have sat and stared at screens and watched videos and tried to decipher and discern which which ones might be beneficial yeah not not always the case
0: and most importantly how about we realize where we're pulling the data from right so like all these AI tools will come to you and go, oh, we can automate this and we can give you recommendations on what to say in a sales conversation and we can help you figure out logistically that if this person orders this, then these six sequences should happen. Well, if you don't even have proper data that's been scrubbed and cleaned, if you have a great CRM system that you have plugged nothing in or you have plugged four dot, 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 man was in gray shirt, period, potentially interested in X, Y, Z, and then track nothing after it, realize the AI is going to pull that. and It's going to track that. And it's going to give recommendations off of that. So again, one, realize how good is your data actually. You might need to go to an analytics expert, not us. We know people who are going to go scrub it, pull it, and actually give you proper spreadsheets of information for it to pull off of. But then guess what? hate to break it to you. If you have bad data, you probably have bad processes. So then you're going to need to go and develop standard operating procedures first. I don't care if you're a $3 million company. You still need to do this. Back to basics. Or you're going to go spend, as Thor said, stupid amount of money. Yep. And then you're going to make decisions that are wrong. But you're going to think they're right. You're like, well, AI told me to do it. So this is what's happening. <laughs> it's AI. It knows. It's
1: like, no, it doesn't. If you're not using your existing software and your tools, again, to Devin's point, if you're not using your CRM and actually using it, like, and I know it sounds boring, but as soon as you start using it, they're genuinely, like, as I shouldn't say they're genuinely fun, but for the vast majority. No, they're fun. Okay. Thank you. I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I, I really, mean, I just like Salesforce, just, it's yeah. fun. Like, but... All I'll say is, yeah, as long as you're using it, fully engaging in it, and you're kind of maxing out on what those capabilities are, then go start searching for AI products and other tools to start leveraging out different aspects of it. But it's kind of the same. I mean, you could boil it down to how much of your phone do you actually use? How well do you actually know how to use your phone? Which is coming from that. a previous phone guy. Yeah. Devin's just big brain over, o- I don't. over, over there. Yeah.
0: I can't My even goodness. find the flashlight. Oh.
1: Wait, AirDrop? What's <laughs> that? Um, but it's one of those moments again. It's just how 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 much are you actually using your existing services, and then that's going to let you know what you should probably start to try and leverage. Because and yeah. again, a lot of it it's expensive, and some some of the coolest tools some out there are some of it is, but some of the, the best ones are geared towards what you, what you're talking about. If you have a huge database of just monstrous connects and all sorts of stuff, then you're going to be able to actually use it. But outside that,
0: all I no get all I can think of. If you're like, how do we sum up what we just said there? Have you seen <laughs> The Office? Some of it. Don't be Michael I'm awful. Scott. Oh. with the gps who drives into the lake have you oh, seen that episode i, I
1: have seen that the don't they,
0: turn right no the gps says turn right i'm gonna trust the computers is where i'm going and he just drives it right into the lake and that's what people i'm not kidding you we see people who have data and are like hey but the stats say, and we're like yeah but tell me where the stats come from it doesn't matter so what the stats say we're like yeah but no but seriously and then they pull the trigger and they're like You know, sales have been down the last three quarters. We don't know why. Well, you were Michael Scott with his GPS. So don't be Michael Scott with his GPS, please.
1: Best to avoid that. Yeah. So wrapping up that. (laughs) So sorry, but hopefully it makes sense. Love the breakdown example. Um, What are we drinking today, Devin?
0: Oh, wait. I mean, it's really good. (laughs) It's pretty smooth. Well, I just got to taste it one more time to make sure.
1: The classic stalling buying time. Tasting notes.
0: I like it. It tastes a little. um, Floral isn't the right word, but it has this hint of what I the way I play explain in my flavor profile. I know it's not in there, but it has a hint of like red winter wheat in it. That piece I'm not a fan of.
1: Do you want to do you want to boil that down for us simpletons that just don't know what you just
0: said? (laughs) So red winter wheat would be. How do you explain it? It's kind of like a not sweet amaretto. So more okay. of an earthy side okay. of it is is, I can follow is that. what I hit I get, appreciate hit that. that and I not, I'm not the biggest fan of it from on that piece of it it's very smooth. It actually has flavor profile to which the worst is when you get a bourbon you drink it you're Like, I, th- I think I had some water that was oh, it's good. just gone immediately.
1: Yeah. You have the front end, and then there's just no carry through, it just falls off. Yeah, you're
0: like, oh, you're like, where's the drop? Like, where's cool. the, like this? You can feel go down, which is yeah. nice. Hey, and it's made in Minnesota, it is
1: Minnesota brand,
0: Rockner, right?
1: Rockner, yeah, Rockner,
0: yep. So, four years old, it's pretty good for a Minnesota bourbon, I would say. If I'm gonna be dead honest, I would never go in and pull it off the shelf myself and swipe my own credit card on it. But if I went to a, a restaurant that was didn't have anything to pick from that looked good, I'd take a pour. That and then
1: I would be very curious how it would shape up in an old fashioned.
0: Ooh, that's a fair statement. I'm sorry.
1: I mean, it's not bad. Neat again. Totally. I mean, again, to just I've never had it. You've never had it. It's smooth, but I would be very curious what it would be like in an old, I in an old fashion. I think you would get lost
0: in the old fashioned though, don't you?
1: I don't know. It depends who's making it. <laughs> to, to everyone out there, Wisconsin, ty- Wisconsin everyone prepare style, yourself, yeah, Wisconsin style old fashions are absolute garbage. They shouldn't exist. Just leave it as neat as humanly possible. We don't need club soda in there. It just I don't understand how we even went down that rabbit hole. In the first place, it's just.
0: You just said Wisconsin. Of course, you know, going down the rabbit
1: hole. Come on, Thor. We You're love. By drunk making it. Yeah.
0: We like the Midwest, <laughs> but we know. Come on. We just. Hot dish, mayonnaise, and potato chips, right? Perfect. Like we're getting. We're
1: getting. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say we're getting back to basics: salt yeah. and pepper, yeah. steak and taters. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's then what we do. Leave it alone.
0: Yeah, and then you whip out anything creative that's not in the cities. Like if you put a nice restaurant in Saint Cloud, it's gonna go bankrupt and go under. It's not gonna survive. You know, it's the just land of ten thousand chains, and we're not talking about lakes. Okay, so <laughs> a
1: hot take for everyone out there. I'm sorry. But yes, keeping things simple. But I, yeah, I would be curious. But again, solid bourbon. I'm glad. I'm glad we picked it up, and another one for the shelf too. Just means it'll stay around a little bit longer. So if we run out of other things, yeah. absolutely. But in general, yeah, I'm kind of surprised, and they've got other stuff too. So,
0: so Some though, variety. What's your thoughts? So we're kind we're we're harping on the authenticity of AI, mm-hmm. but do you think it has a place in customer service and chatbots? So if I'm a if I am a small business owner, I have an e commerce business right, and I'm selling a lot of stuff online. Is there a world where I should use a chatbot? Or is there a world where I should use different AI tools in order to actually improve their experience?
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a great question. Um, and understanding where where it kind of fills or bridges that gap with chatbot for your website or helping out customer experience and, and kind of helping along the uh, client journey. I honestly, I feel like for a chatbot, I think that's perfect. I think it's a great fit because it it can one, it can mimic a human really well. There's plenty of data out there that's like, hey, 99% of our customers don't know that it's an actual chat bot and it's just seen or labeled as an assistant. And that and that's great. Cause again, to not have to hire out help to literally sit Monday through Friday, nine to five or anything like that, it can be available 24-7, which helps on that end so you can wake up in the morning and have leads so i think that's wonderful on that front um but it's really just deciding not in an unauthentic way but trying to dis- discern do we want to have a be an assistant and just have someone just never meet that person or do we want to be upfront and say hey you are talking to a chat bot but they they are able to answer all these questions yeah and it's really i mean it's a 50 50 <laughs> so it just comes down to your personal preference And I'm kind of torn on that. Honestly, I've sat and I've thought about it and I've heard that over and over and I'm like, I don't know what I would want. Honestly, if it's two in the morning and someone's heading up our website and someone responds, I I want them to just understand it's probably a chat bot, but it's gonna be good information that you're getting. So that's where I sit because there's no way that you're gonna randomly be a startup or a smaller company and have 24-hour customer service available for chat. That's just in my mind. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm being a simpleton. No idea, but that's just my opinion. What about you on that?
0: Yeah, that would be all the pictures, like you. someone asks a question on your website as a startup and just like a foghorn goes off and you're like, babe, gotta get it. <laughs> I, get it. <laughs> I think it comes down to price point of your product or service. Okay. I think it really does. So if you're selling on e-commerce, Not in a negative way at all, but it's probably a lower price point and less personalized and more transactional. So I think chatbots, all day long, you should have It's a no-brainer. If you're looking at something that's more service-oriented right, versus Mm -hmm. product-oriented, I think having the availability of chatbot for after hours, sure, or having the availability of AI in the background to streamline customer engagement so they don't have to fill in as many forms. We should be using AI in the background to just take information from old forms already filled out. Absolutely. So I, I to me, the way I look at it is the first thing you should ask yourself, are you product or service oriented? And then you should go, hey, what is my differentiating factor inside my business, right? So if you're all about sales or at least needing to get revenue in the door as a service company, you probably should use some sort of AI that's gonna help with that. If you're producing a lot of content in order to create awareness because you're a consulting business like us, we're relying on AI to help us with that creativity and flow with our ideas we already have. If you're more on the product side and you have a lot of e-commerce business, you're probably gonna have a chat bot or you're gonna have a lot of AI working in the background to automatically fill orders. So you really have to look at if you're under 10 million, even if you're under 20 million, what's your real core focus? Pick the first AI that fits into that and then build on additionally to that. And don't be afraid for it just seemed, in some areas, impersonal, because in the end, everyone knows people are using AI. In fact, when I was messaging Jasper, I chirped at him. I said, hey, these responses seem very automated. Can I get a person who's actually gonna help? And the next email, I got a refund. So I'm guessing I was dealing with it, with AI, and then they found some red flag went off, like, hey, this person isn't happy. They've had a product for a whole five days. They just want their money back, and they give it back right away. So. And again, right away, I looked at Thorne, I was like, hey, it was probably AI. I'm not offended at all. The fact that I like, chirped and then instantly everything was fixed is all that mattered to me.
1: Oh, yeah, which again, helps helps the business stay, stay uh, what am I trying to explain? It just keeps that cu- customer experience on the up and up. And that's really, I mean, an easy way to look at that, too yeah hey if someone calls complains or is chatting with us if, if it can solve problems or somewhat tee up sales and i think you're t- touching base on that too but if it's going to initiate and kind of filter through people who have just one-off quick questions that aren't going to buy anything anyways or if they start asking more questions and that's going to lead to like a demo or potentially want to see a product then to immediately hand that off to a, a live sales rep Genius. Absolutely. Cause then really it's getting to a more streamlined process where you're actually getting viable leads, right? Yeah. To all to all you salespeople out there, bitch moaning complaining, uh, sorry, about <laughs> about bad uh sales leads. Um, I think that really could help on that end too.
0: Yeah. I mean, we had someone we met with when you talk about that, was it like a week ago? We talked about he's like, hey, this is what I do all day. And we're like, it's really cool. You can automate about 90% of that. And <laughs> I don't know how well it went over, but uh, you seriously can, as a sales rep, there's a lot you can automate. As a e-commerce, there's a lot you can automate, Mm -hmm. a lot that should be automated. The best piece of advice I can give you is spend, like take a day off or take a Saturday. I'd recommend just a Saturday. Don't be a lazy bum, just do it on Saturday or two weeknights. Spend eight hours researching AI in fact there's a lot of people who talk about if you just spend 30 hours researching you'll have more education than about 90 of the population out there so just put a little bit of effort in pick one tool and trust your gut because i guarantee at the end of the 30 hours thor and i felt really overwhelmed we're like holy cow there's a lot of tools out there pick one pull the trigger that's going to meet your first need keep implementing them and the best way to learn about ai is going on google youtube TikTok. it's not complicated we're here this you know on Fundamental Fridays to give you just a brief blip of that it's out there, it exists, you need it, it's a tool, without it, you will fall behind. Oh, yeah. So to put some effort in.
1: Effort in, yeah, and again, it's just understanding what's available to you. Again, how do you leverage your time? That's really all it's there for until, what, a couple of years down the road when things become more readily available. Then, again, we're going to learn how to pivot. Yeah, we're always going to stay ahead of it or stay at least stay with it. So easy right. on that end.
0: So we've talked about AI today, giving people a nice understanding of pros and cons, ups and downs, you know, the yellow belly lizard running around, all those good things. For those who don't know, it's from holes. But uh, I would say AI tools are needed. Mm-hmm. You definitely should implement them. Do your you research. Do your research and understand it, it's not going to replace you in any facet. It's only going to help you. The one thing I will say, super excited to talk about next week is sales reps the title sales is dead sales reps are dead it's not a thing anymore i can say that thor can say that we have over 25 years of experience combined or just under we'll just say it around up to 25 so close and if you're wondering what that means i didn't say the sales position's dead i said the title sales is dead so tune in next week to learn about that and thor anything you want to leave them with on ai before we wrap it up
1: man no i think i think we uh said it perfectly it's not it's not taking over your job and it's something that's really just there to leverage your time. Just always keep that in the back of your mind is it's just to help you let leverage your time and do your research. Outside that, all I gotta say is stay strong, stay humble and stay hungry.